Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 98th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. So, Scott Goldborn, defender for the Wolves, 92 appearances and two goals between August 2013 and January 2016. Scott, how are you, mate? I'm really well, thank you. I'm, I'm really, really well. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. But I don't know if I should actually call you Scott because during my during my research, I believe your name, or you, you, you can obviously put me right, is, is Julia? No, that is correct. Your research is, is correct. Um, so, yeah, my, my actual name is, is Julio, Julio Scott Goldborn. So, Julio is... Um, is kind of like a, a a middle name essentially but it's it, it's it's at the front so um scott is actually my my middle name but that's that's the name i uh, I, I go by so um it's a uh, um i'm of jamaican descent so i think it, it, it stems from that it's something that's um quite popular got you um so uh so yeah so i still go by scott but technically you know or, or if it's legally anytime i'm at the, I'm at the bank or if it's a I'm travelling passports and things like that. It's uh, it's Julio. Flipping out. I bet that can get confusing, can't it? Or if you're in trouble as well. I bet the missus, uh, she calls you Julio straight away. <laughs> no, yeah, well, funnily enough, no, mum actually calls me Scott. But, um, okay. but yeah, it can get, it can get um, confusing sometimes because people might fill something out for me or, you know, yes. and, it, and then it might end up needing a little bit more formality and yes, then they yes, find yes. out and, and they say oh I just put Scott down but it, it's not you know it, it's actually Julio if, if it's something that you know is, is, is a little bit more formal or, or whatever so yeah sometimes it does it can uh, it can become uh, a bit of a problem now and again but but now your, your research uh, serves you correct it is, uh, it is Julio uh-huh. a- absolutely brilliant now we, uh, you're actually from a, a footballing family. We're going to talk about that in a little while. But born in Bristol, um, you also played for Bristol City. So how was you spotted uh, by your hometown club, Scott? Um, so I was actually spotted. Um, I think I was playing for Longwell Green at the time. Yeah. Um, so I, play, I, I played for two clubs for a while. Um, a club called Longwell Green, but also I played for Ashton Boys. And Ashton Boys is literally across the other side of the road from um, Ashton Gate. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I, I ended up uh, becoming spotted. Um, that I think I was eight at the time. Um, and then I started to, I think I went on trial maybe at yeah, around about seven, eight. And then I started the academy Bristol City Academy from from eight years old and um, for you so being Bristol born to play for your hometown club was it the club you supported Scott yeah it was a club I supported so um, so I, I grew up supporting um, Bristol City so obviously it was in a it was a, a a dream come true really to then go on and play yeah um, you know, first of all, join the academy, which was which was exciting because I I'd, I'd started going and watching um, watching the first team play, 
um, with my step pops at the time. He would he would take me. Uh, he sort of introduced me to, to to Bristol City, and you know I'd already I'd had an interest in football, but not necessarily in a team. And yes. he kind of introduced me to um, to, to the club, and uh, you know just being around the atmosphere, and then going to watch going to watch games, um, and then obviously being uh, scouted to then play and, and go all the way up through, and, and you know and actually. Um, play on the you know in the in the stadium that i kind of grew up watching yes. football um was a was a, was a dream come true really i mean that that is massive now at, at bristol there was a couple of loan spells uh bournemouth oldham um yeah. and then you, you you two loan spells at wickham as well i mean as a young man just breaking through how important is the loan system i mean we've seen morgan gibbs white at wolves recently who's gone out on loan and he's he's, he's yeah, done absolutely brilliantly. So, as a young man, for you, Scott, at the time, how important was those loan spells? Yeah, I think they they were they were important because I um so so the loan spells I actually went on loan when I joined Reading. So I so I kind of come through Bristol City Academy and yes. then I, I sorry that's to the right, first yeah. team and then I, and then I moved to to Reading and then um it was a big jump up then because I played. A little bit in the championship, and then yeah. we got and we, we got promoted to the Premier League. So the jump up from sort of not only playing a handful of games in League One to now being at a Premier League team was quite a big. You yeah. know, it was a, it was a huge jump. So um, so yeah, then I, I went and had a couple of loan spells, but um, they they were really good. I think you know, just going at, going out and playing. I think as as a young as a young. Uh, professional I think you, you, you need that I think you know going and playing games yeah. I, I think is the best is the best form of um, you know development and, and, and experience and it allows you to grow it allows you to develop uh, your character I think being, being around first team football uh, where it, it matters you know under under 23s the standard of under 23s is, is you know improving all, all the time and, and the young the young players now are super super talented but yes. it does mean different things I think to, you know first team football there is a there is a different edge to it you know no doubt there's a different level of um, comp, you know competitiveness competition it means a lot more um, you know because there's a lot more a lot more riding on it so um, so I think yeah go out going out and getting that First team experience and playing games, I think, is is, is essential uh, for, for young players. Oh, hundred percent. So from that move, obviously Bristol to Reading, you know, you're obviously you're a young man. It, it, it's a big move in as much as you know, Reading are obviously a top top championship club at the time. Like you said, got promoted to the Premier League, so it must have been huge for you, obviously on the pitch and off the pitch as well, leaving your hometown club and and you know settling at Reading, and then going out on your loan spells. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was a big change because I was still I was, I was playing first team football at, at Bristol City, but I was still living I was still living at home. So um, I had all of the kind of the home comforts, and yeah. then uh, moving to Reading. Obviously, it was my first experience of of, of not not being at home. Um, so you know, which 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 I didn't mind. I'm somebody that's quite uh, an, an adventurous. And, and I, you know, I enjoy a, a journey and, and and going and you know discovering discovering things and going and seeing what I can actually do and and uh, you know go and test myself in uh, in different different environments and and, 
the situation. So um, I think it was actually good for me. Um, yeah. Albeit I do see how at the same time it, it, it doesn't always work for, for everybody and some uh, some young lads I think when they do leave home early it, it can have also the, the adverse effect because you yes. still uh, I mean I've got a, a, a 16 year old uh, at the house now and I know if, if, I, if I said to him right you know you're going and moving to I don't know Liverpool or something and that's and that's and that's you now that's where you I know that would be a, a massive deal <laughs> yeah. Now I see at a first hand what a 16 year old is is like. Um, you know, 16, 17. You still, you're still very, very young. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was a big, it was a big, big change. Um, but it was a chance to, you know, grow and develop and start to, you know, um, sort of become my own, my own man essentially. Yeah, I mean, you do have to mature quickly as a young footballer, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think there is a lot of pressure on on um, footballers, you know, especially because you know you're in the media, you're in the limelight, and and I think people do forget, you know, these are these are kids. Um, yes. You know, you look around at, at, at other uh, parts of society where there's people at that same age, and they're given a lot more. Um, you know, they are given a lot more leniency, a yes. lot more. Um, compassion I think and a little bit more understanding and allowed to make uh, but, mistakes but, but, but almost with, with, say that again sorry uh, sorry allowed to make mistakes almost whereas if you're a footballer yeah. in the limelight it, it's just there yeah yeah definitely you know you're allowed to to, to, to make to make mistakes you know if, if you're just kind of part of you know everyday society and people kind of expect you to to make them I think there's a you know there's definitely a, a, a heightened pressure um, as a as a footballer or any professional athlete, I think you you know you kind of you're expected to to hold a level of maturity. Yes. Um, because you just I think it's because you can perform. Um, you can you have a skill set and you're able to perform at the same level as somebody that might be say in their. Uh, late twenties or early thirties, you you, yeah. you have that ability to perform as well as them, um, but you are just a completely different. You you can almost be a generation behind, yeah. Um, you know, but you're not given that. You know, you, you kind of just put in the same. Um, you, you know, you sort of put in the same bracket, really, kind of club together, and it's it, it, you looked at as you looked at as men, I suppose. When as soon as you start playing football, you go out on a on the pitch on a Saturday, but. Some of those guys are still very much um, boys. Are still growing, you know. They, they hold the level of, of immaturity, which is which is completely normal. Yes. Uh, at, at that age, um, but they're in a, a heightened um, a heightened space because of the you know the amount of eyes watching, and, and yes. therefore there's a level of a, a level of expectancy and, and pressure that comes with that. Oh, huge! Now. After the, 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 the Reading spell, and obviously the loan spells, it was then Exeter City, then Barnsley, then completely out of the blue, obviously, the move to Wolves. Now, obviously, this is interesting because you didn't actually come right at the start of the season. You played a few games for Barnsley and you joined Wolves right at the end of August. £700,000 fee, big fee, Scott, you know, nearly a million quid we're talking there. Did that put a lot of pressure yeah. on you and, and how did you get to hear about the move? Um, so I came, I came to hear about the moves, um, I think 
maybe a couple of maybe a couple of months before it happened so yes. that summer uh i came to hear about the moon so i actually had a really a really bad knee injury um i think in in maybe the february i'd been at barnsley a year and then the second year um i sort of really hit the ground running so i went from exercise to barnsley which is, was obviously a jump up in yes uh into the championship and then um i kind of uh had a so I, so I just joined in the January and then I think I found it quite tough yeah um to start with adjusting of course. pace was a lot quicker a lot more athletic um, and that's honest of you to say then, so Scott it's honest of you to say that you did find it yeah, difficult yeah, it to was adjust a, yeah it was it, it was a big it was a big jump up at the time and to be and to be fair league one at the time was 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 a really good standard yeah, because, yeah, yeah. um there was a lot of um I, I found that 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 era there was a lot of mismatching so you had like southampton norwich um yeah. charlton leeds both of the sheffield clubs i think um so like league one had the you know had huge um teams in you yes. know that found themselves there um you know so so league one now was it was was even trying to get into a playoff spot was super super difficult i think we finished maybe eighth seventh or eighth once at exeter and that was like a, a monumental achievement one oh, huge. just because of the, the size the size of the club but second but secondly because of the the, the teams that were in the league it yeah. was um you know it was it was really really difficult so uh but then jumping up into the championship was another step up again it took me a little while to get to get adjusted to that but then the, the following season i started to perform really well um and then i started to get some interest um from then i, I, I remember blackburn being interested at the time um there was a few other there's a few other clubs um and then i got a bad uh, knee injury in the february um during the fa cup run we went on we went on a, a good fa was it fa cup or league cup um i think it might have been the fa cup and then i uh ruptured my knee ligament so it meant i'd sort of missed the second half of the season so I uh, I was kind of rehabilitating in the summer, and that was kind of when I heard about Wolves. Wolves had got relegated, yeah. Um, and albeit I performed really, uh, really well against them um, previously, and we actually had a we actually had a game, um, a preseason game which I played in which I performed which I performed quite well I think that was only my first game back from the knee injury um, so yeah there was an interest starting to starting to arise from there now the, now the difficult thing was it was obviously I'd worked super hard to get myself back into yeah. the championship and then I had in my mind I was only wanting to go one way then and was, was trying to push on and, and, uh, and get get it back into the Premier League so then making the decision to sign for Wolves, which was then a, a step backwards. Yeah, again, in League One. Yeah, League One. yeah. It was a really difficult. Um, it was a really difficult decision. But what I did kind of, um, what was super encouraging was the was the kind of the size of the club, the plans yes. that the club had. So yeah. they were kind of going through a complete. Um, 
you know, re- restructuring um, and, and, and kind of going through a, through a, a redevelopment. Yeah. Uh, I did know one or two of the guys there from um, England youth uh, yes. days and then Richard Stearman was there. And, um, so, it, it, you know, it was... I looked at it as an opportunity then to get back into the Premier League within yeah. a couple of years potentially. So I felt like, okay, if I'm, if I'm signing three years here or four years here, even though we're in League One, if we can get things right, there's still an opportunity to get back into the, you know, get back to the top flight. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and it ended up happening, um, you know, a little, little after preseason had finished, started to play a couple of games. Um, and then the sort of as the transfer summer window was coming to a close, um, it, it happened, and, and yeah, it was a it was a big fee. I didn't feel like it was big pressure because I felt like for the size of the club, the fee, you know, it was a big fee, but it, was, it you know wasn't um, sort of sort of astronomical, I suppose, yes, for yes, for, yes. for uh, you know for a club like Wolves at the time. Um, and and it, and it kind of showed, I think, that they were serious about, um, you know, what they were doing to, you know, I suppose the sort of money that they were playing paying for for a left back at the time, um, you know. But I think it, it kind of showed um, the kind of backing that that, that that Kenny Jacket, the manager, had at the time, and it was showing, you know, we are we're deadly serious about getting back uh, into the Championship and, and and then into the, you know, later into the Premier League. I mean, it, like I said at the, at the time, I suppose for you, it, it could have potentially been a risk on the basis that Wolves had just double dipped. We'd had two relegations on the bounce during the Championship. You then come into League One, but I mean, what a fantastic season that was, Scott. I mean, you you know you couldn't, I suppose, have come to the club at a better time because listen, as football fans, yes, we want to play in the Premier League championship etc but it's just about winning football and that season I mean we finished the, the season with 103 points and, and you was almost an ever present so for you it, I don't suppose it could have gone or started any better no and I think um, it's, a, it's a it was a decision I think that actually changed my life because signing for Wolves moved to the Midlands I'm still in the Midlands now. Yes, yes, that's uh, right. Yeah. Family settled, loved it. Um, ended up setting up uh, thing, you know, the thing here that was going to then look after me after I finished yes, playing football. You. Yeah, um, you know, made a, a bunch of friends and and, and things here. Um, I'm probably my fondest memories of of, of football uh, were. You know, we're, we're at Wolverhampton, so um, so yeah. I didn't know that at, at the time. It was more of a, um, it was more of a okay, a, you know, a career move. What's going to be the uh, best opportunity of, of progressing on? Yeah, t- you know, it'd be a good to, to to tick the box of of getting that feeling of playing for a, a you know a huge club with a with a with a big fan base. Yeah, um, but also. Um, you know, starting to make my way back up through and, and try and get into the Premier League, but it ended up not. I didn't quite. T- I didn't tick that box of, of of getting to the Premier League, albeit it, it, I suppose we, you know, that season was kind of the catalyst for yes. it. That kind of I suppose kickstarted in in a club back in the right direction. But 
Um, it ended up be, being a lot more. It ended up being a lot more than that in, in the end, and um, you know, made some really, like I said, made some really good friends, and just had an, an incredible time um, at the football club. And you know, it, it was. It ended up being probably. Oh, I mean, Scott, as a Wolves fan, you know what? That's really, really nice to hear. I mean, I remember that season fondly, the 6-4 against Rotherham, which, you know, the fans running on the pitch. There was uh, the the 10K to MK as well. I mean, it was just a fantastic season. Before we talk about the actual football, what was your relationship like with Kenny Jackett? Because once again, he, he must have had a lot of faith in you to play you as often as he did in that season. Yeah, I had a, a, a good relationship with with Kenny. Um, he was more, um, I mean, as good as it could be. He 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 was a sort of manager where he was a little bit um, sort of uh, not not not. I wouldn't say standoffish, but you know, Joe Gallant was 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 the assistant manager. Yes. He was the more interactive yeah. player manager. Uh, player management role, yes. um, you know, and Kenny would would sort of deal with more the the um, you know the, the, the business the business end, I suppose, and um, pick yes. the team and get the structure right and and, ev- and everything else. And and Joe would, would manage your emotions when it if it wasn't going well, or, um, you know, what have you, what have you. So, um, but yeah, you know, good good relationship. I think we had a good respect for each other, even even in the end. Um, when I was leaving the club, which um, was was actually a really a, a, a super difficult uh, decision, he was um, he was really uh, sort of respectful and, and helpful with with um, with that with, with, with myself because he, he kind of respected my, my, my wishes in the end um, with me being out of I, think I was out of con contract at the time I think I was like going to be out of contract in the summer I yeah. only had six months left and the club had then just gone up for sale so um, we'd started discussing new contracts uh, sort of early on in the season and then as soon as the club went up for sale it was it was a case of we don't know what we're doing at the moment we can't offer out any new contracts we can't really do anything until um, you know, until, until we potentially get someone to, to take over, and we don't yes. know what that looks like. So, um, for a few of us, I suppose there was a, a, a bit of an exodus. Then, really, quite a few of us left. But um, Kenny, at the time, he didn't want me to leave. But you know, when I kind of spoke to him and I, and I let him know, look, I'm I'm out of contract. I'm a bit concerned about uh, my family. There's nothing more than that. I'd love to stay. about what the future holds what if you know we can uh, there aren't any contracts to, to you know to be had uh, should the club be in a in a real financial pickle yes. um, off the back of this um, you know, you know what, what do I do and he, and he kind of he respected my wishes and then you know he allowed me then to move on to to Bristol City which was a bit of a sweet thing because obviously I was going home uh, yeah, to Bristol but at the same time I developed such a, a, a love for um, Wolverhampton Football Club at the time it was like well it, it was a, it was it was a, it was actually a real difficult um, situation but but no Kenny was um, he, he was really good uh, you know and he was uh, he was, was a good manager as well he, he knew how to um you know, he knew how to, to, to get the best out of out, out of a lot of guys there, yeah. and you know, and 
and I think that was why we you know had the, the success that we did Oh, I mean, listen, Kenny had a huge job at the club at the time. You know, there was a lot of pressure on him to get promoted. He had to assemble the right team. It couldn't have gone any better for you. You made your debut in a 3-1 win against Port Vale right at the end of August. I believe, actually, it was pretty much almost the, the day after you signed. And then, and only your second league appearance for the club, you scored. I mean, that that, that that's an amazing start, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really good start. It was a, a you know, it couldn't have, like I said, couldn't have gone, um, couldn't have gone any better. Um, and it was a, it, it, it was a, it was a dream start. But I think as a team, we were still, we weren't quite uh, happy with how we were, we were performing. We were winning games, but we kind of weren't. Um, there was a lot of new, new guys. We weren't really gelling together. Okay. We weren't really playing the type of type of football that we would have liked in the kind of early sort of the first third I'd say of the season um so yeah it was kind of it, it was exciting that I was um uh you know winning winning games I'd scored but it was still a little bit it was feeling like we, there were, we weren't particularly happy either because we were yeah. kind of not we weren't performing, I think, as as well as we as well as we would have liked. Um, albeit, I think, because we had so much talent yes. in the, in the dressing room, we were, we were kind of winning games, and we knew we could always, you know, score goals and um, you know and clean sheets. Which essentially, that's you know, we don't have to always overcomplicate, uh, you know, football. But um, what we were kind of doing on the training ground, we weren't always able to really. Um, sort of replicate that on a yes. on a match day um which then kind of came, came together around about christmas time i think that was that was what we felt that we really started to um to gel and 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 that second half of the season then we oh. kind of started motoring and listen we and really performing we was on fire and that's interesting to hear once again very honest scott that you know you're saying that you wasn't all gelling and, and playing to peak performance listen as wolves fans we didn't see that we'd had two relegations we see him winning football again you know you can only beat what's in front of you 103 points i mean that particular game uh, 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 10k to MK March 2014. Um, Wolves are flying at that point. We get a one nil away. When there's 10,000 in an away ground, you must think this is a big club. This is a big deal. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd not. That was the first time witnessing anything, anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a huge. That was a huge thing. Even that uh, the Port Vale game. Um, I remember there being a big. Um, a big crowd as well uh, there, and that straight away. Obviously, that was my first game, and it, and it was and that was quite an eye-opening thing. That yeah. you know, there's a, there's, there's a big crowd for an, for an away game, albeit it's not too far down the road. Yes. Um, and then uh, uh, and then yeah, the, the, you know the ten the ten k to mk that was a that was that was definitely an an eye opener um, to have more. I think it's more away fans than than home fans. I'm yeah. pretty sure in that in that, in that game. So, um, so yeah, it was a uh, it was um, you know it was definitely a, an eye opener, and that was a big indicators as well that you know okay we are at a this is a this is a big club, and it and it felt like the more you know the, the success we had, obviously the fans have had a, you know and the club had had a bit of a rough time the two years previously, um, just. So to be able to start to kind of reunite 
the fans again and, and, and them starting to get excited about yes. about their about their team. Um, you know, it was a, it was an amazing amazing feeling. And, and for you, Scott, I mean, you're in the dressing room. You're about to come out to a huge match like that. Like you said, I believe there was more away supporters in, in the stadium than home supporters. Was you? I mean, was the team fired up and was they just almost desperate to win that game? Yeah, definitely. We, yeah, I think we just, um, we just, especially at that part of the season, then we, we just started to really get some some wind behind ourselves, some confidence. Um, we were really starting to to perform and play the type of football that, that, that we that we that we would like to play, um, and just not only win but start to perform. I think. We did have some performers in that team, and and it was a, it was a case of okay, yeah, we, you know, we, we need to we need to win games, but we, we really wanted to you know put on a, a good performance for for the for the fans, you know, loads of shots, loads of loads yes. of action, lots of attacking football um, to get kind of people off the off their seats a bit. So um, so yeah, there was there was a you know a huge added incentive. Um, you know, definitely to go out and uh, and perform, and I think that's what a a uh, you know a large uh, away following. Um, you know, I think that's what that gives you. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, the one game that always sticks in my mind was obviously the the six four against Rotherham. I think we played them earlier in the season and we drew three all, so we we knew there was you know there was the potential to be goals in the game. But that six four, it was just such such a topsy turvy ride. Like I said, the fans coming on the pitch. Um, that, once again, that must have been an amazing game, Scott, to, to play in. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably one of the most memorable games to play in. Yeah. Uh, definitely, it was uh, yeah, it was a, just a topsy turvy uh, game. You know, as a defender, conceding four goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you're not you're not particularly happy with. I know there's a few others. Uh, Danny Bath, I imagine Steers at the time. Um, big Carl Akimi, the goal would yeah. not have been happy either. But um, but yeah, it, it, it was just a. But it, at the same time, conceding them four goals made for a, an emphatic uh, game and a, and a yes. memorable one, I suppose. So so yeah, it was an incredible feeling and the noise and the atmosphere. Um, you know, was was phenomenal, and also having the um, kind of going and, and scoring six goals against a good team. Yeah, they were really good they were. team, really strong team at the time. Yeah, um, so so you know, just uh, you know, being able to do that against a, against a strong side um, in League One at the times, you know, was also a was also quite a big thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it was it was up there with uh, probably one of the most memorable games. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, I can still still remember that game now so fondly. Now we got promoted, fantastic season, back in the championship. You, I believe, I might be wrong. You got a foot injury early doors, um, and and it, it was still a reasonably successful season for Wolves on the basis that we just missed out on the playoffs. Um, so for you, was it quite disappointing thinking on that promotion? You're back in the championship. You can now start to kick on. Yeah, definitely. It was a. It was a. Um, it was disappointing to have the, the foot, foot injury, which kind of 
plagued me for a while. I had sort of injections and I, I tried to kind of carry on and it would sit me out for a little while and I'm back again. And then there was a real, um, I think, is that the record? Is that the year? I think we got record points to miss out on a yeah, playoff we, we spot, I believe. just missed out. And I think we was also excited because of the previous season we'd had. And... If you know we had the double dip, if we'd have then got back to the Premier League re- realistically at, at the, f- the first attempt, if you like, I mean that w- that would have yeah. that would have been amazing. Yeah, and I think the the thing that kind of worried me is I I do believe that that team that we had um, that, that just missed out, I I I'd not I probably not been part of a better team than that so okay. even when I look back and think okay the players that were in that in that team yeah uh, um Kevin you know, I remember a lot of the time opposition being frightened to death of us yes um you know and the attacking kind of prowess we had um so yeah I think we had a, a difficult I can't remember I think we had a, a difficult uh, um sort of period after Christmas and I, and, I, and I think it might have gave us a little bit I know I think did we lose five games in a row that year something like that yeah that, that, um, that, that, I remember that was... it kind of we started off well and then and then we we kind of had a dip and then we it, it, yeah. we kind of gave ourselves a little bit too much to do and then we ended up falling a little bit short at the end but I just kind of remember thinking Oh, was that the opportunity? Was that the yeah. opportunity? Would we get a better opportunity? Because I was feeling like if we get in the playoffs, we'll get promoted. Because I don't think there's anybody in in the playoffs that can um, that can live with us. Yes, especially over two games. And then I, and then I felt that anybody in one um, in one in a one off game we, we beat them. So I remember. A, Feeling really deflated when we didn't um, when we didn't make the playoffs that that, that year, uh, and then I don't think we really we really recovered from that after. I mean that must be so hard, Scott, going through a whole season, you know, on the verge, um, and and right at the end when you think, well, hang on a sec, you know, there's there's a good chance here, and you said the confidence was there in the camp and with with your teammates, knowing that if you did get to the playoffs, listen, we was as good as anyone there, we could have won it. It must be really frustrating just to fall short right at the end. Yeah, definitely, because sometimes you, you feel like there's some some things in, in life, you, you kind of, um, the opportunity, like the opportunities now, you sometimes you start looking around, you look, I'm looking around the dressing room, I'm thinking, you know, are we going to be able to hang on to everybody in here? Yeah. Are we going to have this uh, quality of squad? Are we going to have this opportunity? Are the, you know, is it going to be as open as it is, it is this year? Because we did feel like the championship was, was quite open, um, you know, during that season, and we felt like we, you know, we could be, we could be a team that could do it. And then, you, yeah, you start to feel like, are we going to get a better opportunity than than this one? So, yeah, it is, it is definitely disappointing. And then you look back in the season, and then you think, you start to think of some of the games that you did lose, and you know, it, it, you know, it does start to, it does start to, you know. Um, play on your mind a bit and, and there was a lot of there definitely was a lot of disappointment that we didn't yes. go in and achieve more with with that team 
um, you know, so and I think it was it was quite difficult to, to recover from and I think we went into the next season I think still carrying a little bit of that yeah um, that, that disappointment and it, you know and it took it, it took a little while to to actually uh, to actually recover now that following season the 15-16 season to be to be fair Scott to yourself I mean I think you'd made 21 appearances uh, by the time the move come along so yes it was it was going home back to Bristol I suppose it was bittersweet in many ways in as much as you didn't want to leave the club, your family settled in, in the Midlands, but it's a chance yep. to go back to Bristol. Um, is, was, it, was it, suppose, when I say bittersweet, was there a bit of almost unfinished business at Wolves that, that you know, it, the job hadn't been completed, if you like, to get to the Premier League? 100%. The mission, the, the, you know, it felt like the mission was to get to the, was to get to the Premier League. Uh, um, you know, I I kind of felt like um, I was starting to come into my uh, starting to come into my prime at the time. So I felt like yes. staying at Wolves again. If we were to get into the Premier League, I felt like I'm at, I'm at a period of my career where I can make that I can make that step up. I can make that jump up into you know. And, and you know, get adjusted to Premier League football. So I felt like the timing of where I was at in my career was right. Um, so yeah, it definitely felt like unfinished business. It felt like you know the mission. The mission's not complete. I think I'd signed a three-year contract. So I would, you know, after a year, two years, I was already thinking, okay, if I can spend five years at this football club, five six years at this football club, I feel like you know. Um, that's enough time there to, to, to really kind of um, make a real push for, for, for the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, all be, it ended up kind of um, coming to an end uh, prematurely, really. But it's it felt like there was um, a bit of unfinished business also at, at, at Bristol City yeah, because yeah. I'd, left there so, uh, I'd left there so early. So I'd only left there playing maybe 16 games or something. So... Um, you know, and to go back there as more of an, you know, an established uh, professional, um, that was, you know, that was also uh, exciting as well. And the club was, um, you know, I think the club was in the relegation zone at the time, but I knew that um, the ambitions of the club were, were to establish, you know, re-establish themselves as a as a championship team, having come up from 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 League One. Um, and and also then try to try to make a push because um, they'd lost in a playoff final you know several years uh, pre- previous to um, I think it was Hull maybe yeah um, so yeah so they they kind of felt like you know we we can we could potentially do it we could potentially get to the Premier League um, if the rec- if the recruitment's right so. Yes. Um, so, so that you know, it might have been, it, it, it might have been there. So, but the first sort of mission was to to get out of trouble. So myself, I I joined. I think Lee Tomlin, Pete Odom, Wingy. Um, we had we had some good players. You know, there were some good players that would, that would go in there. Um, so that you know, there was a, there was an opportunity there, and again to go back home, a little bit of unfinished business there. So. Um, you know, so I ended up, I ended up leaving. But you know, it, like I said, it it, it was Wolverhampton was a club that I'd never, 
I'd never um, had any interest in leaving from the time I from the time I signed. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't want to leave. I felt like the club was going in the right direction. It was constantly building. Uh, you know, training ground. There was plans for the training ground and the academy bits, and I could see that they had long-term plans for the for, for the stadium and 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 everything else. So, um, you know, and the ambition was to get back in the Premier League. So, um, you know, to be part of that was also was also exciting. So, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a bittersweet, and it wasn't a an easy um, an easy decision now I mean it, it must have been like I said great going back you started your career at Bristol you go back as a mature player now interestingly Wolves at the time did a lot of business on undisclosed fees so when you were sold to Bristol City it, it was uh, it was you know the fans were told and it was branded as a, an undisclosed fee did you did you know the fee Scott because some players actually don't I didn't know the fee. No, I didn't. I didn't actually know what the what the fee was. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I think. I think maybe three, three, four hundred k. Maybe. Right. Um, I don't think it was. I don't. May have been slightly less because I only had six months left on my contract. So I don't yeah. think it was. It was. It was a great deal. Yeah, um, yeah. Um. So, but I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, and a lot of players. A lot of players don't. Um. And to be honest, that the, the fee doesn't always. I suppose for us as players, it, it doesn't always make so so much of a difference, really. Unless you're um, on fifty percent of it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, unless you're giving it to me, yeah, exactly. Giving giving it to you, you know, you bring you actually giving it to me personally. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make uh, you know too too much um, too much too much difference all you know all the time. So um, so no, I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure of of, of what it actually uh, what it actually was. Um, But yeah, um, you know, it was a. It was a, you know, it was another opportunity. Like I said to go back, to go back to Bristol, to go back home. Yeah. Uh, albeit, I was, um, you know, this is how settled we were. We were so settled in the Midlands that I actually ended up commuting. Uh, <laughs> back, home back to, to Bristol, Bristol, commuting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was commuting back to Bristol, and 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 um, I was actually staying at my mum's. Um, you know, back in your old bedroom. Yeah, literally back in my old bedroom because you know my family was so so settled in in Birmingham, um, and we'd done a lot of moving around previously. Course, course. So you know it was kind of like uh, you know we don't want to just continue to just keep up and moving, up and moving. Yes, uh, it was un- uh, quite unsettling for our um, our eldest son at the time. So we decided to kind of just stay put, um, and it was starting to feel like. Um, Football was becoming a little bit more, um, I suppose, a little bit more volatile. Contracts were getting a little bit shorter, so I yes. think I signed two years at Bristol. Um, so it was kind of, you know, I'm not signing a, a you know, a four year deal here or anything like that. So it, it, yeah, it started to just, um, you know, we got so settled. So so yeah, I actually ended up commuting commuting back to Bristol. And- is that almost quite hard for your family? Look, we all see 
as, as football supporters, we see football as a glamorous sport, and, and, and it is if you play at the highest level, but it is still difficult. You've had to leave your family, your kids are settled, you know, you can't start kiting them to Bristol when they're in, you know, they're, they're, they're teenagers and perhaps starting the GCSEs, or it, it must be really difficult yeah. and some big decisions that needed to be made. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's such a. Um you know, as, as as obviously as football fans, you, you, you kind of you're not always given that uh, insight into into it's that. Cool. You know, and everybody kind of sees you know the glitz, the glamour, the wages, how much they're being paid, what sorts of cars they drive, this, that, and the other. Now, obviously, if you're at the very top, yes, um, you know you can you you can utilize some of that. Um, you know, some of that you know fantastic income to better improve you know your family situation yes. so um you, you know and, and and make those things a little bit easier if you yeah. are having yeah. to move around or relocate or, or whatever it is um but that it's not always the case you know further down you go um you know commuting now yeah there are some guys at the top level that, that do a commute but they might have a driver yeah. uh, that, that, that can drive them around you know and, and the family can jump in as well right yeah. as i was back and forward up and up and down the up and down the m5 m6 um myself with yes. a coffee you know for two hours and then two hours back so um you know and you catch a little bit of traffic and stuff and, and, and you've had a hard session you know this can be taxing on the hamstrings oh, and then course. you're trying to then get you're trying to then get home and you're tired and, and you're trying to obviously you know be a be a husband and a, yeah. and, and a dad and try to you know, be present and, and things, you know, things of that nature with, with your family. So it, it is super difficult and you do, you know, you do give up, you do give up a lot of, a lot of stuff and it's not until, you know, I've kind of, it was sort of my, my later years uh, playing and, and, and having more children and then really kind of, um, you know, seeing how much, you know, I'm actually kind of missing out on, on certain things and I'm always, the, you know, I'm always, no, daddy can't make this school yeah. play or this award show or this thing that you're doing or that thing that you're doing. Um, you know, I can't attend this and friends, weddings and family members, important, um, you know, events and things like that. Um, you know, as I started to get older, I did start to root that's how much of that you do yeah. you do give up and you know and it, you know and it is a sacrifice you, you know you're willing to make to go and you know go and do something that you know you love you love doing and you, you dreamt of doing ever since uh ever since you know a child but it does come with its um it does come with its sacrifices and, and its and its drawbacks also um which is where kind of definitely since leaving uh retiring from from football and having those things back it's it's kind of further made me realize wow like there was a lot of things i was actually uh yeah. you know missing out on um and it's and, and now being able to be part of that and again i think having an, el an elder son but then having some younger ones now and being able to kind of go through kind of go back and, and start again a little bit and, yeah. and, and have some of those things back again has been has been super uh, you know super rewarding but it has also 
weekend, like I said, make me realise football's been a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal journey, and uh, and I've loved it, and it's been amazing to go and you know go and embark on a professional career, um, and it has been you know super beneficial to to, to myself and, and my family, um, but it, it, you know you do there is a there is a price to pay, and, and unfortunately a lot of those um, a lot of those kind sacrifices that you have to make um you know come along with it especially with with regards to your time and yes. uh you know and, and your family um and, and, and equally, you know, scott, equally scott football is a very short career and obviously it's testament to that i'm talking to you now you're still 34 years of age um you retired at 33 yeah. just last year playing at shrewsbury it is a short career yeah. we're going to talk about what you've moved into but was it Sam Ricketts you actually played under at Shrewsbury I was trying to work it out was it Sam yeah so yeah it was Sam so yeah, yeah it was big Sam, Sam got so, you back so, yeah so Sam Sam got me uh, he 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 uh, I think he took over in the I think it was maybe the October, October November maybe yeah. um, and then I signed in the uh, and I signed in the January, but I actually did go back to Wolves for a short period. So I was out of a club when I left Bristol City. I was out of a, I was out of a team. Right. I just had a really so I had a loan spell at Mills and Kings and needed a quite severe hip operation. Right. Um. So that meant I was out for um for the last part of the season and then all of the summer so I was out of a club and I was recovering off the back of surgery um, which was you know quite a difficult which was quite a difficult period so I actually had quite a, a, a bit of time on my own that summer I went and managed to um, I was training with a sprint coach at uh, Alexander Stadium in Birmingham yeah. which was um, which was actually quite a that, that, it was quite an interesting an interesting thing different style of training got me super fit um quite explosive uh, got to train with a few uh, different athletes as well which was all fine and dandy until uh they all went off to the world championships or wherever they was going and then i was kind of on my own with the program that the sprint coach would give me and then it was starting to get cold and wet and freezing at Alexander Stadium and it started to become difficult and in the winter months um, you know to keep him going and, and staying fit but fortunately enough Rob Edwards uh, another good friend of yeah. mine because I played with him at um, Barnsley um, of course yeah 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 yeah, he, uh, and he, he and he actually lives uh, around the corner for me. Yeah, he, now, yeah. he was coaching the under twenty. He was coaching the under twenty three. So he said, "Yeah, come in." He said, "We'd love to, to have you." You know, I said, "Look, I'm trying to get back fit. I'm just off the back of hip surgery. I've been, um, you know, I've been with a spring coach, but now I'm ready to actually start getting back into into football." So then you, you started like um, started to train a little bit. So. So he invited me back. He invited me in. Okay. Um, he said it'd be, yeah. He said it'd be good for the, good to have experience for the young. Of course. Because um, he, he was obviously dealing with the twenty-three. So he said just to have an experienced pro train with them and you know be able to talk to them and uh, and guide them a little bit. That would yeah. be, it'd be beneficial for them as well. So um, I think he spoke to Nuno, uh, the manager at the time. He was he was more than happy with that. So. 
Um, so then I ended up coming in and training with training with them for for a couple of months, and then I signed. I think this was around about the November time, and then in the January, then I went and, and signed uh, signed for Shrewsbury and, and played played two and a half years at, at, at Shrewsbury. I mean, like I said, thirty four now. Um, you, when you retire at, at thirty three, you know you, you you've still got your whole life ahead of you, but. I suppose it's such a short career, um, but fortunately, I'll follow you on Instagram. Very, very interesting, by the way, what you're doing now. You're in property development. I've seen the fantastic work you do, Scott. Um, do you enjoy it? Do you miss football? I appreciate it. Yeah, so, funny, funnily enough, a lot, a lot of people ask me this a lot, um, and I don't, I don't um, miss football at all. Um, and that's not because I uh, I dislike football or I didn't like you know you know I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It's not that at all. I, I think I've just been uh, you know a fortunate person where I've I've always been, I suppose, uh, quite multifaceted and and enjoyed. Uh, you know, I've always had other interests and and, and things I you know I, I did outside of football. So. I started a, a property uh, business um, in 20, 2015. Okay. And I started to kind of set out a 10 year plan for it. So I'd kind of had, once I'd come off my uh, a bad knee injury at Barnsley and I'd signed at Wolves, when I had that knee injury, that was the first time in my career where I actually felt like, well, Oh, this is not. Um, it's not actually promised. This this football yeah, thing. No like, guarantees. I'm, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm good at it now, and I can run around, and I'm fit, and you know. Um, but all of a sudden, now I've had this bad injury, and I'm feeling like I'm kind of good for nothing almost. Um, at least in this in 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 this football world, and it's something athletic where you require you know you require to be fit so it started to then lead me on to thinking about what i might like to do after football so um by the the time i signed at wolves i started to kind of pick up a bit of an interesting property now that actually stemmed from when i was at exeter yeah um and i used to commute from bristol to exeter with a, a friend of mine um joe burnell who was a he was at Bristol City as well, but he was he was at Exeter at the time with myself. He was coming to the end of his career, and he had set up an estate agency with his brother, um, and uh, which is actually a successful estate agency still still going strong today. So he was kind of giving me a bit of a, a um, almost a, a crash course on property, really yeah. driving up back and forward from from Bristol to Exeter. So that kind of got me interested really and then you know it, i saw him kind of exit success successfully from from football and go into and go into you know go into property uh so i think that kind of what, what, what sort of started it i suppose so yeah by the time i'd signed at wolves i started to um you know what, what can i do after after yes. football can i start to invest some of my money can i start to think about building something else that i can i can try you know transfer over um and that's interesting because i that's in, sorry to interrupt well, that's interesting because when you're at wolves it's a massive club you're on the crest of a wave you was 25 years of age when you signed for wolves and you don't even you, you know yeah. when, when you're earning decent money 
you know, the, the career never seems to end. You're not thinking about the end. You're not, you know, you're still on the up, you're still on your uppers. You know, there's still years and years to play. But yeah. the reality is, you you want tackle away, you want injury away, you want contract for me all going wrong. Yeah, that's it. And I think you know it was definitely a, 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 um, you know up was trajectory in my career. And, and like I said, I was twenty five at the time. You know, huge club. Um, you know, really really good contract. Um, amazing sort of exciting times. But I did know from the Barnsley experience of, the, of that injury, yeah. that kind of just sowed the seed, I think, for me to say, okay, um, this can go wrong. So let's not focus too much on the negative and, and carry that around, but let's just use that as a little bit of a, um, just just a little bit of insight as to, you know, or, or open your mind up a little bit to what might you do should this football thing disappear or yeah. not disappear but you can't do this anymore because it's inevitable that hopefully that you know that doesn't happen you know it wasn't going to happen while i was at Wolves, but inevitably it was going to happen you know everybody knows you can't you can't play football forever well at least at, not not at the you know not at the top level so um yeah that started to i suppose kind of open my mind to thinking about other things now what I was also really uh, lucky to have was when I came into the Wolves dressing room, there was a couple of other guys, um, Dave Edwards, yeah. um, Danny Bath, Carla Kimi. They were also similarly minded. So these guys kind of also had, um, you know, interest in investments and, yes. you know, how you can, you know, potentially something else. Had properties and, and, and things that uh, you know um, that, that they'd purchase, and I suppose also being at a, being at a bigger club where there's a little bit more financial financial power, lads have better contracts. It, you know, you could say on one hand, well, yeah, that allows people to have fancier things, nicer cars, yeah. But at the same time, it uh, given opportunities for people, you know, that are you know switched on to go and yeah. you know start investing their money and acquiring assets and and that's what those guys were doing as well so that kind of helped to you know it, it, it wasn't unusual um what I, I suppose it was unusual in terms of you know with the masses but in our dressing room there was a few lads that were doing that were doing these types of things so um you know we were kind of bounce a bit of information around and um you know a couple of lads like property so so that was helpful i was going training i was in sitting in uh sitting in seminars i was finding seminars at you know the ramada in birmingham or okay um <laughs> yeah so i was sitting in property seminars and business seminars and trying to understand you know the corporate world a little bit and yeah. and, and, and investment strategy and things like that and then you know that led me to starting to invest in property and, and start to build a business uh with, with, with my business partner um uh, my business partner Cameron, who was a he was a lecturer at the time, a uh, business lecturer, but he wanted his own his own business. My our partners uh, introduced us actually, and then we we ended up kind of setting up a a business, and then I put in a ten year plan actually for that. So I said, okay, if thirty five is a good age to kind of 
you know, if I could get to, I always kind of set it, it, you know, in my mind, if I can play football till I'm 35, yeah, I'd, I'll be good there. Not, not saying I'd want to stop there, look after my body and, and whatnot, but if I get to 35, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. So I kind of sort of try to kind of build my business with that in mind. Um, but then it, it started to, uh, you know, grow and, and, and develop a, a lot quicker than, than anticipated, really, especially during, there was there was two bouts. One, when I, when I, I spent eight months without a club. Um, now, there was, you know, again, a, a, bittersweet, a bittersweet moment there. You know, it was disappointing not to have a, you know, not to have a team. It was the first time I'd experienced not having a, not having a club. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd you train on your own and keep yourself motivated and um you know you're on to your age and you know every day have you heard anything has, has anything come up no okay so we'll go again next week and you have to you have to kind of keep uh you have to keep faith and you have to keep um you know you have to keep focused but at the same time what that did was that allowed me a lot of my uh a lot of time with the family but also loads of time to work on the business so the business ended up benefiting from from that as well um so it was essentially i was working full-time on that so my partner and i saw a lot of growth within the company then and then the second uh, about of that was in the uh during the pandemic because obviously football stopped yeah. uh, for about for about four months um Especially the league, I think the League One, was it Championship League One teams that weren't in the playoff places at the time. So we ended up with about five months, I think, no no football. Um, so again, there was another kind of five month spell just working on the business. So the growth then then spiked because we were in housing. Because um, we, we have a, there's a couple of elements of the business um, development. We have a development company and a, and a housing company. We do a lot of um, social housing, so that was a, a, obviously a key a key business. So that was allowed to continue on. I needed to continue on because obviously there's you know we're, we're responsible for people's uh, for people's living living environments, which is you know which was was super important. So that was allowed to continue all throughout the pandemic. So. Um, so I ended up kind of going to work on on that. Um, so it, it then meant by the time I was out of contract um, in the summer of last year, um, again there was a, a decision presented to me. My business partner was, was kind of saying, hey, "Look, um, this is what we got. This is what we've got going on. This is what the future looks like for us." Um, over the next couple of years, um, what, you know, what do you think? This is not not for me to to say to you, you know, what what decision you need to make. But you know, from 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 the, the company standpoint, um, you know, what you set out to achieve back in twenty fifteen, you know, you you kind of your ship is 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 ready if you like. Um, so so yeah, you know, it took me a little while to make that decision, but. Um, Albeit, it, it, you know, it felt like the right time. I kind of had a personal goal of leaving football on my terms. I didn't yes. really want it to be a thing where the game retires me. I wanted to kind of leave football, um, kind of have fond memories of football and not have, you know, uh, it, it kind of just hanging on and, 
you know, it was tough and, you know, my body wasn't, you know, my body wasn't kind of up to it anymore. I mean, um, you, you talk I about the, to... Sorry, Scott, I was going to say, you talk about the memories. One point I did want to touch upon, a couple of points, was firstly, I mean, 04, 05, um, England under 17, 16 caps. 05, 07, yep. um, seven caps for the England under 19s. I mean, how much of a, an honour is that to play for, for your country? I mean, because football's been kind to you, hasn't it, Scott? That must have been a huge honour. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a huge, it was a huge honour. And I, and I think, um, you know, again, those, those types of things, you know, like I said, I, I, once I go, going back to making the decision to retire, when I was looking back, I was actually, I was actually really achieved with with what I, you know, what I accomplished. Yes. Where I'd, where I'd started, where I'd come from, the journey I'd been on, the ups and downs, the the coming back from uh, major surgeries, and you know, um, you know, coming back from big injuries and setbacks, and having to go again and still go on, you know, still go on and play you know, four hundred odd games, and and you know, had a had a successful career. It, you know, I was really, I was really happy with with what I achieved. You know, you always look and you, you know, you think, okay. Could I have? Could I have done more? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we we all look at look at that. But I, I didn't have any any regrets. You know, I, I worked as hard as I could. I think anybody that knows me in the game would say, you know, we you know, put in the work. I put you know, I put in the work. I train. I train properly. I looked after myself. Diet, food, sleep. Tried to do the best I could to get any marginal kind of gains that were there to be had. Um, you know, I tried to do my best to to you know be be the best uh professional that i could be and i tried to try my best to help those around me pull up the younger ones um spread encouragement you know yeah. clap for, for for my teammates even you know sometimes if i weren't playing it was a bit salty i'd still i'd still clap um you know because i'm still happy for, for for other people to to uh, you know, embark on this incredible journey that's in professional football as well, and live out their dreams, and that's the sort of uh, character I am, I suppose. So, so yeah, looking back, it, you know, it was it, it was a tremendous honour to represent my country, play for my home home uh, team. Parents really proud, you know, got to, to travel up and down this country watching watching their son play football, got reimbursed, I suppose, for the many sacrifices of giving up however many of their evenings driving me to training oh, it's, it's, three it's, times a week from from uh, from the age of eight and um, you know uh, it's, uh, football is in the family Scott isn't it because that's the point I was going to come to with, with you got obviously Matt Hill who's your cousin who played for Wolves uh, 29 appearances yeah. for the Wolves I mean he's fondly remembered yeah. Uh, for his time at the club, and um, yeah. Matt's son James is now following almost in both your footsteps. You've played on loan at Bournemouth. He's at Bournemouth, who are in the Premier yeah. League. So it is a footballing family, yeah. Scott. Yeah, definitely. And 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 Matt is, um, you know, Matt is the catalyst for that. So you know, Matt being um, being a professional footballer, being my cousin. Looking similar to me, similar sort of build. Left back uh, as well. In fact, you're all defenders. Sim- Say that again, sorry. You're, you, yeah, you, you and Matt are both left backs, but James is a defender as well, so it's a, a football family of defenders. Yeah, 
Yeah, as a football fan, he's a defender, albeit he's like a hybrid version because he's huge. <laughs> he's like a different kind of yeah. machine. I think that's like the next generation. Of yeah, he's yeah. almost like an avatar. Um, you know, he's a he's a different kind of athlete. Looks, you know, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Got a super long throw, um, quick, strong, uh, agile. He's he's kind of like the new. Uh, um, thoroughbred type uh, athlete, but but yeah, Matt, Matt was definitely a catalyst for that, and it, and it, it's you can't take away how powerful that it, it is having yes. somebody close to you doing something. It automatically installed my be- my belief in myself because I would, you know, Matt was he was he was actually doing it. He was he was living a dream, but but it, it, you know, it was it was Matt. It was my cousin. He'd come to my house at Christmas times. He was at my birthday parties. He was a a normal uh, human being, just yeah. like me. So I think that then, you know, that was super inspiring for me. So I kind of just had a ready-made path, really, with him. I could kind of just follow in his footsteps. And, you know, I got a bit of an insight into what he was doing. He would hand me down training gear and um, things like that. And, and those those things are magical. As a as a as a young as a young kid, he, he wouldn't have even known the power that that, yes, that, that, that gives to you. Possessed. Yeah, that that would they were like gifts to me to say, you know, come on, man, keep going. Like you can you can do this as well. Um, you know, and 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 that um, and that was a really kind of inspiring thing to have uh, someone like him go on and have a have an amazing career. Um, but at the time playing playing for Bristol City and and, and then it was uh, it kind of opened the gates up for me to to then come and, and, and follow on in his footsteps. And then now you know we fast forward again and and James um, you know going on and having you know, you know a huge success and looks like he's gonna you know go and have a, a wonderful career yes uh, in the game as well. Ah oh, well, listen, Scott, you know we're we're lucky to have had you play for the club, have Matt played for the club and I don't I don't think there's going to be many listeners who actually um you know know that about obviously you and Matt I'm a good friend of Matt's um I went on a night out in London with him once I didn't if you've got the same dance moves as him but he can really bust some moves that way I tell you <laughs> but um I'm not sure about that oh yeah you uh, certainly can I'll, I'll get him to listen to this obviously he's manager of Stafford now so listen we don't want you coming back into the game because you're doing a fantastic job with the property so don't get Matt talking <laughs> you into getting the boots back no, on he won't, he, no yeah he, I don't think he can. I don't think he can rope me into that. I think he would have tried already if uh, if he thought there was a, a chance of me coming back into into the game, especially through management, because I think that again is another um, tough uh, industry. You know, it comes with a. It comes. You know, it, it, it's difficult. You know, it's different to to being a footballer, I suppose. But now seeing ex teammates and friends, and again, family like Max step into that. Uh, step into that role is not, you know, it's not easy either. No. Either so, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I kind of made a decision early on that I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's for me. Well, um, well, you know that because, again, it's a huge commitment, requires a, a, a huge amount of discipline and, and resilience for, for sure. It is, Scott. I mean, listen, you can look back on your career, um, obviously with immense pride, and you've got a, a, a wonderful career ahead of you. So, listen. On behalf of the listeners as well, I want to thank you for your time at Wolves. Thank you for representing our great club. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you today, Scott, and you are welcome back on the Wolf Whistle podcast anytime. I appreciate it.
appreciate it. Thank, thank you very much for having me. It's, it's been an honour.